No purple songs can fly? Welcome to our program, produced by the Children in Treatment at the Texas Children's Cancer and Hematology Centers. Our program is about great music made by some terrific young talents. Now, here are the hosts of Purple Songs Can Fly. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Purple Songs Can Fly program on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Dominic Davala, and I'm Emily Freeman. And today, our special guest is Miss Julie Lytle. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the show. show. Thank you. It's good to be here. Yes. Wonderful to have you. <laughs> so, there's many interesting things about you. I, yes. This is going to be a fun episode. So, we're going to start this off with a basic introduction. Tell us about where you were born, and we'll get this started. All right. So, I was born in Houston, and I lived in Katy for my first 18 years of life in the same house my whole life. Okay. And um, I have... An older uh, sister that's two years older than me and a sister two years younger, so I was in the okay. middle, and that okay. will come to play later in me getting okay. into music. Well, I see. <laughs> two siblings. And, um, yeah, so I grew up in Katy. Okay. And what were some of your interests growing up? What did you do? Yeah, Gro- yeah growing up... Um, I I always loved listening to music, and I remember being when I was younger. I you know whenever we had the chance to go hear the orchestra, I couldn't wait when I would have a chance to, to be see. a part of that. Um, but also just loved playing outside, um, dabbling in various sports. I was never very good at any of them, but right. I've been trying. <laughs> I'm with you on that. <laughs> orchestra music was that your favorite style or? No, I loved music in general, but I think okay. what we tend to, I think in the U.S., what we tend to see is like, your way of getting into music is usually a classical instrument, right. um, which I also want to talk about that later, but okay. um, I just knew that once I would get into junior high, I would have the chance to, to be in band or orchestra. So. Right, and get involved in that. Exactly. I yeah. see, I see. Yeah. I see that you've done a lot of traveling. What was the first place that you visited when you were very young, where did you travel? Yeah, well, my I have to thank my parents for that. They were so uh, good. Even though I grew up in the same house my whole life, um, they were so good about taking us, wanting to take us around the world and have us be exposed to different cultures, different ways, ways of doing things. Um, and started out when I was really young, uh-huh. I got to just travel around the U.S. because we have so, the U.S. is huge, and so it's there's so right. much to see here. So I have fond memories of Disney World or, uh, um, you know, places, you know, national parks mm-hmm. and even going, you know, into Mexico, which is so close it's to us Mexico. Mexico. Exactly. Yes. But um, probably my first really big trip was going to Europe when I was, I think, 13. And we did one of those uh, super fast kind of just like two days in each city yeah, kind of trip. You just enough. get a little taste. Right. Which um, countries did you visit on your trip to Europe? Yeah. We see. We went to the UK. We went oh, to France, Belgium. France, your favorite? <laughs> yes, nice. it is. Um, Belgium, mm. Germany, the Netherlands. That's uh, a lot of variety. Yeah, <laughs> you basically covered it all. We, we tried, it's but it's definitely very you know quick and just and kind you of go to Italy. Did go to Italy? Yes. Okay. <laughs> is that your favorite? Okay. Um, my mother loves Italy, so okay. I've come to love it too. <laughs> nice. It's a wonderful country. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was so beautiful and you know, just so different from right. from, from the US. US. Lots and of so travel. it's really, really good. Really neat to to see how other people 
you know, live life. Definitely. That is awesome. <laughs> what about your early education? What do you remember about elementary schools, middle schools, and so on? Yeah. So um, I grew up in old Katy, so I went to mm-hmm. all the Katy's. I went to Katy Elementary School, Katy Junior see. High, okay. Katy High School. I see. And um, I, one thing I really appreciate, you know, as I've when I look back and as I've gotten older, is just how diverse um, the population, you know, the, all the students there were. Mm-hmm. They right. were, right. you know, it was very normal to me that I grew up with kids from all around the world because I think a lot of people in Houston and the Katy area you know, move here to work from all different right. parts sure. of the world. And so we sure. get, it's a really neat thing for us is, yeah. you know, when we're growing up in school to be around Being exposed from, to a variety. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Definitely. And so that's one, cultures, thing, right. mm-hmm, that's one thing that I really appreciate it when I'm looking back on it now, that it wasn't, um, you know, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a private school and it also wasn't an area where everyone is, you know, mm-hmm. very one similar. Type. One right. yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's... Uh, and I imagine that gave you an advantage later on in your travels when you visited many different cultures. Yeah, right, <laughs> just to have already had some exposure, absolutely, yeah. Mm. Do you remember any big influences or inspirations, someone that you think really got you on your path to where you are now? Hmm, let's see. Either, like, people or Mentors. experiences. Yeah. yeah, I think, you know, I think the my music influences were, were huge. I think... Um, mm. And who are some of them? Some of them, one of them was my flute teacher that I started with in junior high. Oh, really? Her name was Mrs. Normark. Mm. And, um, you know, it's someone that you spent, I spent, a, you know, one hour a week with her every week, you know, just me and her. And yeah. she mm. was someone who encouraged me, who challenged me, who saw my growth from sixth grade to twelfth grade. Right. So I, you know, spent a lot of time with this person and she was um, just really great at yeah. pushing me in a gentle way. Right. Encouraging <laughs> me to, She's very proud to now. Things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I must ask, do you have a favorite song? That's so hard. I <laughs> bet. I bet it is. I don't think I have a favorite song. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, I find for me, I kind of go through stages where, in terms of this, the type right. of music I want uh, to listen whatever to. Whatever you're interested in. Yeah. Yes. And it's like, I'll have, you know, four months where all I want to hear is, you know, <laughs> Motown. And that's every right. time I try to hear that's all I want to hear. And then the next four months, maybe it's classical music. Right. And then after that, it's Pearl Jam. I mean, it could yeah. just be... Like you said, variety is good. <laughs> right. Just shuffle the iPod. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. We're going to continue this talk in the next segment, but now it's about time to wrap it up. This, we're going to end this segment with a song, Higher Than the Skies, by Brittany. And she wrote it when she was 15 years old. So look forward to this song, and we'll get right back to you later on. Enjoy. You higher than the skies, you light up the color in my eyes. I hope that you will always stay. If you go away, I wouldn't know what to say. Without you, my world would fall away. My
a show that will keep you on the pulse of the fashion world. Our hosts are two teens who know fashion, and they have the inside look when it comes to fashion for our generation. Tune in to Fashion Forward on Voice America Kids. We'll discuss what's hot and what's not, the latest in fashion trends, things to look for on the horizon, and more. Fashion Forward is your weekly guide to what to wear today, tonight, this weekend, and this season. Tune in every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for Fashion Forward on the Voice America Kids channel. Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune in to Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good book. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. listening to Purple Songs Can Fly on the Voice America Kids channel. To find out more about our program, please visit the website at purplesongscanfly.org. Now, back to our show. Welcome back to the program, Purple Songs Can Fly, live at Texas Children's Hospital. I'm Emily Freeman. And I'm Dominic Bala. And today we're interviewing Miss Julie Lytle. 
So welcome back to the studio. Yes. And we're here filming Purpose Songs Can Fly at Texas Children's Hospital, yes. as Ms. Freeman said. So, I see so many instruments you brought to the studio. Yes. I'm looking forward. Big variety, We're actually too. going to end this segment with you doing a demo for us of these different instruments. Definitely mm. looking forward to that. Definitely. So, in this segment, I'm hoping that we can talk something about your training as a classical flautist. Yes. And training guitar and the different instruments that you've brought here. So, tell us how you got started with these musical career. Sure. Yes. So like I mentioned earlier, I was the middle child mm -hmm. and my older sister was so smart. So I kind of uh. had that that um, incentive to find my own way, my own thing that I could do that was different. Right. That wasn't academic maybe that I could I could excel at or try to excel at. Mm. So music she wasn't she didn't do music, so I thought I'll try that. Try that. Yeah. And so when you know you're in elementary school and about to go into junior high, you get to kind of tell them I want to go into band and this is the instrument I want to play and I already knew I wanted to play flute. It was mm. just I had known that for a long time. And I went in there, and I remember the day still, um, I told them that, and they said, oh, you won't, that's not a good choice for you. Your fingers are too short. Your chin is too long. Oh, my goodness. Your lips aren't the right Digital shape. things. They yeah. Could, they thought they could tell. Yeah. And wow. they told me, they, so they put me on clarinet, and then I walked out of the room, and I thought, okay. Happy song. And then I turned around and said, no, I'm going to go back in there. So I went back you. in there. And I said, you. can I please play the flute? And they said, okay, it's going to be hard, but you can try. See, and that's so the attitude you have to have. Yes. Yeah, and I think, you know, I think that kind of determination was always a part of it for me. Mm. And so then um, all through high school, I just loved music so much, knew I wanted it to be part of my career. Yeah. And I, at the time, I thought you either teach or you perform. And I wasn't, I didn't think I wanted to teach, so I thought I'd... Um, performed, Perform. so yeah. I went to a conservatory outside of Chicago. Nice. Um, but in my first semester, I realized, you know what, this isn't for me Love because you. you spend like seven hours a day minimum in a practice room by yourself with your instrument really? oh, wow. every day, and oh. I just missed people. You know, I mm -hmm. I really I really did, and mm -hmm. it was very competitive and very um, very focused on Western music, on Western mm -hmm. classical music, and. At the end of the day, sometimes I was tired of playing Bach the way Bach wrote oh, it. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was interested in other genres of music, and sure. I just felt like there wasn't room for it in that setting. So how did you start looking for something else? Yeah. Well, I, I noticed that I loved my other classes a lot more than my music classes once I was uh. in college at that conservatory, so I went ahead and switched <laughs> my major. Um, and I switched to cultural anthropology, which oh, is really the study yeah. of other cultures, right, and yeah. it just felt like a perfect fit for me. And um, in doing that, I got to, that's when I got to um, live abroad, which I know we'll talk about. And um, yeah, I just fell in love with other types of music and mm. getting to, music being more of a shared, enjoyed sort of experience rather than just a, a thing to, you know, I play for you because I'm good. Right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> music and anthropology, those blend together they very well. They do. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. So, at this point, you were only playing the flute. Yes. When did you start on the guitar? So and the, all the others. Yes. <laughs> so the guitar started, you know what, I was given a guitar as a birthday gift when I was 14, and I tried mm -hmm. to teach myself, but that didn't take me very far. Oh. Um, so I kind of dropped it for a while. And then once I um, got into music therapy, which was, see, after I graduated with my degree in cultural anthropology, 
I went to work abroad in um, the Middle East in Jordan for a year and that was when I made the decision to get into music therapy and so mm-hmm. as music therapists you have to be at least somewhat proficient on guitar, piano and voice. Okay. So that's when I got to I really see. study guitar. I see. And I studied music therapy up in Canada in Vancouver and I had an amazing guitar teacher. He was Um, He wasn't a music therapist, but he deeply understood Mm -hmm. what music therapy was, but he was an incredible performer and taught, you know, I mean, just taught all kinds of, like, you know, the kids of, you know, these rock gods, (laughs) so (laughs) so he could really play, but, so he could teach us the technique, but he also could teach us how to use the guitar therapeutically. Mm. What did you say this teacher's name was? I didn't say it. It was Ruben Gurr. He's up in Vancouver. Okay, Okay. okay. So we're going to end the segment, and the next part is actually going to be a demonstration by Miss Julie Lytle. Yes. She's going to demonstrate the flamenco guitar and the Korean... Sogum. Sogum. Yes. So definitely looking forward to this little demo of these instruments. Yes. Yes. So this is a flamenco guitar, like you said, and um, it's very different from your you know, typical kind mm. of steel string guitar, and also different from, even different from a classical guitar. Um, I got into flamenco guitar just because I, I started trying to learn to do the flamenco dance mm. and the music is, I mean, crucial to the dance because right. the dancers right. are really like percussionists interacting <laughs> yes. with, with the guitarists. Um, so, um, so yeah, I started taking some lessons here in Houston really? from someone who's a flamenco guitarist. Okay. And um, I just wanted to show you a few of the sounds that kind of make up the characteristic sound of flamenco. All right. So... Another thing that's really characteristic is kind of the rolls, you know, the rhythm of it. It's so beautiful how they construct them because they're made, like I said, they have to over, they have to sound above um, these dancers who are the stomping the on the floor, right? right? It's very loud. So it's yes. very, it's very um, sonorous and just mm. fills Resounding. the room. Yes. Yes. And this kind of this little chord progression. Also gets at the tension. That's the other thing yes. about music is because there's so much yes. tension that you want to resolve, <laughs> exactly. right? <laughs> last thing that's very traditional to flamenco mm. guitar is the rasgueado, which is that... Um, Flamenco guitar, absolutely yes. beautiful. 
Oh, that was amazing. Oh, that was amazing. Think we have time for the next instrument. We're going to go right ahead into the Korean one more time. Sogum. 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 And this looks like a flute. It does, okay. yeah. So it's a traditional Korean flute and uh -huh. um, it can be made from bamboo or wood. And this is a one of the smaller traditional Korean flutes. They, okay. they have much larger ones as well. Okay. Mm. Um and I play you know, like I said, I play regular or I play, you know, Western, Western traverse right. flute. Um, and this one is different because it sounds, it's meant to sound a lot airier, mm. um, and you know, the technique is a little bit more kind of rolled in to create that sound. I see. So this song is called Arirang, mm. and it's a very traditional song that, um, if you, if I was playing this in Korea, they would in all Korea. start singing it with me. Uh. <laughs> right, let's go. segments that was incredible <laughs> Thank you. so in the next segment we're going to talk some more about you yeah. but we're going to take a break right now we'll get right back with you in a minute and we're going to take a short break you're listening to purple songs we fly on the voice america kids network Every week for the Paper Hope Street Team. None of our topics are off the table. This is a program that you can listen to and discuss with your family. From the pages of the Paper Hope blog to the internet radio airwaves, we'll talk about the topics you want to talk about, such as friendship and relationships, or some more controversial issues about sex, drugs, and underage drinking. Join the Paper Hope Street Team live every Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Kids channel. Let's talk soon. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. What about the world concerns you? Is it future success? Is it world issues? Are you just looking to change the world in general? Tune in to What Up World? It doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, or what you look like. Everyone is entitled to the same chance for success. Follow your dreams. Move forward. Make a difference. Tune in to What Up World every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel.
What about the world concerns you? Is it future success? Is it world issues? Are you just looking to change the world in general? Tune in to What Up World. It doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, or what you look like. Everyone is entitled to the same chance for success. Follow your dreams. Move forward. Make a difference. Tune in to What Up World every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. It's kids and cars. If you could get behind the wheel of your favorite hot car, where would you take it? Join your hosts, who are both car enthusiasts, as they take you inside, on the road, and past the pits with your favorite concept cars. This is your chance to burn rubber and leave the others behind in the dust. Tune in to Kids and Cars, Thursdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Kids channel. If you missed the show, you might as well be stuck in the garage. your 15 minutes of fame how about four times that every single week it's the fame game listen as maddie rose who is up and coming in the world of fame brings you fame from all walks of life you'll hear from doctors teachers mentors life heroes as well as those in the fields of acting movies music and more who knows you might be the next one maddie rose talks to on the air Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. We didn't invent Kid Talk. We perfected it. And at a very young age, you're listening to Voice America Kids. Looking for a show about your favorite movies, stars, and DVD releases? Get ready for Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Your hosts, all eight of them, have been selected by Kids First as film critics through a national competition. Each week, they will preview new movies before you see them, walk the red carpet with the stars, and will review the latest DVDs. Our hosts range from ages 7 to 14 to give you a wider kids' perspective. Kids First Coming Attractions is heard every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Kids. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Real kids, real talk radio. You are listening to Purple Songs Can Fly on the Voice America Kids channel. To find out more about our program, please visit the website at purplesongscanfly.org. Now, back to our show. Hello, and welcome back to the Purple Songs Can Fly program on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Dominic Tabala. And I'm Emily Freeman. And we're back to our interview with Miss Julia Lytle. Yes. So, in this segment, I'd like to talk about what you do, actually. Yes. Um, I have a list of cities and different countries that you visited. So tell us about what you do in these different countries mm. as a musical therapist and a performer. Yes, and what all that involves. Yeah, so um, a lot of my travels, it's really interesting for me because... 
I feel like one thing for me really led right into the next. I didn't intend to just go live in all these different okay. countries. <laughs> it wasn't aimless. It really did. One just kind of happened in succession. That's all I've heard. That's, That's right. And so for me, like I said, I think where we ended was that I was studying, um, I got my degree in cultural anthropology yes. outside yes. of Chicago. Yes. And in that process, I took advantage of any chance I could to go uh, study abroad and, and do internships right. abroad. Uh. And so at the time, I had kind of dropped music, really. Mm -hmm. And so I went to Bolivia for six months, and I was there um, volunteering with a locally run non-governmental organization that was helping um, youth at risk, and specifically street girls in Cochabamba, Bolivia. Yeah. And um, music became a big part of that because I was... You know, invited to bring any skills I thought I could to, you know, to, to teach the girls that they could use as a form of livelihood. And I thought, well, what do I know? I know music. music so yes. um, that was it's one universal. thing. It, it is universal. And what better way to bring life? Uh, absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. So, um, and it was so interesting to make music in that culture was so different than here mm -hmm. because there was a lot less of this kind of... Um, shyness and inhibitions about, oh, I'm not a performer, I'm not good enough, you know, my voice doesn't sound good, I, I can't sing because I'm not a singer. Mm. You know, that's so common here right. um, because of, I think, how music education is sometimes done here. And yes. there, it's just like, mu anytime people are gathered, people are making music, exactly. <laughs> just do it. <laughs> that's right. It's just, so, it's a way to be together. It's, mm. a, it's a way to express yourself. Why wouldn't you do it? You don't have right. to be the best to you know, to make a sound or to sing or use your voice, mm -hmm. we all have one. Right. Um, so getting to see that really affected me. Um, and then after I graduated, I went. Um, I had another opportunity to go over to the Middle East to Jordan, and that's where I was mm -hmm. teaching music in a school um, about an hour north of Amman, where they had integrated blind and sighted students together. And there, my role was, like I said, to be a music teacher and an English teacher. And again, same thing. Music right. was such a big part of oh. the culture. Anytime people were together, they were drumming on the tables and singing. Oh. And um, that just really impacted me. And actually, my time there is why I became a music therapist. Mm. Um, I became really close to a family that had a daughter who was 24 at the time. And unfortunately, a doctor had made a mistake during a routine surgery, mm. and he cut a nerve in her neck. Mm -hmm. And so this gave her the effects of a stroke. So she's now right hemiplegic mm -hmm. and has expressive aphasia, which, mean, which, means, which means she understands everything anyone says to her, but she can't say what she wants to say because something else comes really? out. Yeah. <laughs> so you can ask her a question. She, okay. You say, what's your name? And she wants to say Razan, but what comes out is blue or purple or something totally unrelated. I see. And um, it's really sad to see this, and especially mm. in that culture because there's not a lot of understanding around uh, disabilities. Okay. And so it kind of means no one wants to hire her. Mm. People kind of ignore her, you know, society in general. Okay. And so I went with her to her speech therapy appointment in the big medical center in Amman. And it's a military hospital, and so, you know, her speech therapist was this very intimidating big Jordanian man. Oh, really? And I asked him, <laughs> yeah, and I asked him, how can I help her, you know, work on her English and her Arabic when we're just hanging out? And he said, the best possible thing is music therapy. Really? Because I had heard of it, and I just, I didn't really understand what it was. I assumed it was something emotional, mm -hmm. and he explained that, yeah, because for her, the damage is in the left side of her brain, which is your speech center, okay. and that music engages many parts of your brain at once, but he said, you'll find she can sing perfectly 
because it's using the undamaged part of her brain. Ah, really? Like, well, that makes sense, okay. right? Yeah. And so then the next time I was with her, I asked her to sing like "Happy Birthday" or something right. very, the, very you know familiar. S- simple. Exactly. And, yeah. Simple. And she sang it perfectly. I said, "Okay, can you say the sentence "Happy Birthday" to you now?" And she said it, and that was the first time. You know, in the three years since her accident, she just so easily said a full sentence. Really? Um, in the way that she wanted to. And so that was just a very powerful moment for me. That's amazing. And, that and she this worked is something on her with I that. Do. Well, I was, yeah, so I wasn't a music therapist at the time. I just mm. was witnessing the power okay. of music to, to aid in someone's rehabilitation. Right. And so I thought, I want to study this and learn how to, how to do this. Yes. Um, and work with people like this. How amazing. Yeah. At this point, you're in the Middle East. And you yes. travel a lot. How many languages do you speak? <laughs> I would really, ju- on an application, I would just say one. But I, I, I'm conversational in Spanish okay. because I got to live Bolivia. there. Mm-hmm. Right, I lived in Bolivia and I spent time in Argentina and Costa Rica as well. Okay. Um, and I think, you know, anytime you get to live in another country, that's you how you learn. A little bit. Yeah, because you, mm-hmm. you, have, you get to interact with people every day okay. in that language. It's so much easier than being in a classroom here. Doing uh, it. Right. Um, and then in Jordan, because I was in a smaller village, I also got to become conversational in Arabic. Um, I try to keep it up here. There's plenty of opportunities, but um, it's not the same <laughs> as when I live there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and once again, instead of a song, we're going to end this segment with another instrument demo. So these two instruments, we have a drum and a, looks like a ukulele almost. So give us an introduction of these two instruments. Yes. Sure. So the first one has many names. In Arabic, mm-hmm. they call it the tabla. Okay. okay. Um, here, we also hear a lot of people call it dumbek or darbuka. And it's really popular in the Middle East as well as Turkey. And the one that I have comes from Egypt. Mm. Um, it's very heavy, even though it's very small. Uh. <laughs> but it has a nice big sound. Okay. It kind of sounds like this. And this is my newest acquisition, so I'm not okay. proficient on it. But you can hear a little bit of the sound of it. Sure. <laughs> there's like 20 people playing every different instrument that they want to play oh all the no. same time. The teacher comes around for like, you know, a minute, gives you some instruction, then he goes to the next person. So while you work out what he showed you, <laughs> he circles the room and then comes back. So um, oh, wow. it's a different approach. <laughs> Did it work pretty well? Um, well, I got to start on it. Let's okay. put it that okay. way. <laughs> and it was cheap, right? But this song I was going to play is called Negrita Orureñita. Thank you. 
All right. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Could you tell us what those words meant? A brief. Yeah. So it's, just, a, it's just an old folkloric okay. song, just and it a means concise. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's someone confessing his love for this woman from a town called Oruro. Ah, so, yeah. I see. And yeah, like you said, it's really similar to the ukulele yeah. in terms of the size. It used to and be made, sound. yeah, and the sound. And it yeah. used to be made out of um, armadillo shells. Armadillo shells, <laughs> really. <laughs> Most of them are made out of wood now because they get a little better sound. But, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's tuned pretty similarly to ukulele, huh. but um, has extra strings. So. I see. Beautiful. It's it different. Is. Yeah, very positive. Yes. Treat. Yes. So we're going to take a break now, and we'll go right back to you after this break. Yes. So if you're listening to the Purple Songs to Fly program. Don't go away. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Longer you listen, the later it gets. You're listening to Voice America Kids. What's cooking? Join Kid Chef Eliana for Cool Kids Cook. Eliana is one of the youngest published cookbook authors and will show you that there are all kinds of goodness in food beyond the chicken nuggets and fries. On our show, we'll discover cuisine from around the world, learn some great cooking techniques, speak with some of the world's top chefs, and share recipes. Kid Chef Eliana is here for you on Cool Kids Cook every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Bon appetit! Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. are listening to Purple Songs Can Fly on the Voice America Kids channel. To find out more about our program, please visit the website at purplesongscanfly.org. Now, back to our show. Hello and welcome back to the program, Purple Songs Can Fly on the Voice America Kids Network. So, welcome back, Ms. Julia, Julie, just Julie. Just Julie. Okay, yeah, okay. So, this is the last segment. The episode's almost over. Let's see, what can we talk about in the last one? Is there anything that we didn't get to talk about that you want to mention? Yeah, that you want us to include. Okay, I've also so talked about so far I could talk about um, what I'm doing now in music yeah. therapy yeah, and also Purple Songs. Definitely. So how did you and Purple Songs first get together? Yeah. So Anita and I met because of a mutual friend we have over at Houston Methodist named ah. Todd Frazier. Todd Frazier. And he introduced the two of us, and so that was kind of how it started. Cool. And I had actually, though, probably two years before we met, I had heard about this program and seen a presentation on it, and I thought, that is so cool. I wish I could do something like that. Uh. <laughs> so I never imagined I'd get to be a part of it one day. And right. so here I am. How long ago was that when the two of you met? This was in March, I think. Oh. Yeah, oh, mid-March. So not long ago at okay. all. Yeah. Okay. So that this, is so this, cool. This is your first time here in the studio? This is my first time recording in the studio. Okay. So um, <laughs> right now I get my involvement with Purple Songs. I get to go two times a week. Um, I take the portable units and go visit patients 
over on the bone marrow transplant unit okay. and oh. see which patients over there are interested Very in nice. recording some songs. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good opportunity to have. Not everyone wants to do it, but if you do want yeah. to do it, it's good to have it there. Mm. So Absolutely. You can make it and right. it's so fun to just be in the facilitator role to, right. you know, because some, some kids say, you know, I've never done that, I can't do that. And I say, oh, you don't worry about that, that's my job. Um, <laughs> but I'm also, you know, getting to, to facilitate them. Um, you know, sharing their voice or their yeah. their words. So no better really time fun. to start. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So music therapy. You've been doing this for how long now? So I graduated and passed my board certification exam uh, about a little over a year ago. Okay. Back in back in okay. June of last year. Um, and then at that time I was living in New York City because that's where I had done my internship mm. at a hospital in yes. Manhattan. And then I thought I'm going to move back to Houston because that's where I'm from and it's a reasonable, you know, affordable place to live while you're yes. looking for a job, okay. and um, got to know people at Houston Methodist and approached them about starting a music therapy program, because they didn't have one yet. Oh, okay. And so that started up in January of this year, and so I've been there for, you know, about six months, uh-huh. and it's been very exciting. We, I'm, I've started just in the inpatient rehabilitation unit, so I'm working with patients like my friend I was talking about. Oh, really? Who have, um, mm-hmm, who have pe- patients who have expressive aphasia and things mm. like that. So I do a lot of co-treating with physical therapists, occupational therapists, and speech therapists to use music to address their rehabilitation goals. Got there it. Go. Okay. So. What plans for the future do you have? How long down the path do you think you'll still be doing this musical therapy? Um, For the foreseeable future. I mean, as long as I can. You know, when people ask me, what's your dream job? I say, I've already got it. It's working for you. Yeah. I mean, I get to... I feel so privilege that I get to use music and work with people every day. I mean, those are my two passions, so it's such Wonderful. a joy to do and it. that's the p- best place you can be. Absolutely, absolutely, to love your work. It's mm. really, really a privilege. Yes. And it's, but I have to say, it's been really neat to do Purple Songs at the same time because mm-hmm. they're so different. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because as a music therapist, we often kind of have to wear this hat of being sort of an advocate and ambassador for music therapy as a profession, right. as a field, because so many people don't know what it is. So when a doctor or some staff member walks down the hallway when I'm working, you know, co-treating with a physical therapist right. at the hospital, yes. they see the guitar and they think, oh, that's sweet. And then I have to say, oh, well, maybe it's sweet and maybe the person's having fun. But actually what we're doing is we're, you know, using okay. principles from neuroscience about how the brain processes music to work right. on their goals. You know, I have right. to kind of promote right. that. But here at Purple Songs, it's so nice because when I leave a patient's room and a nurse, you know, had walked in, they say, oh, I could tell, you know, so-and-so was really enjoying that. And I can just smile and say, uh, you're right, I think they were. And I don't, <laughs> and that's it. You, you know, don't I don't have, have to. Anything, really. Exactly. It's really nice. Because yes. all of that stuff was really important, too. So yes. And they really understand. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So this helping other children write songs is wonderful. Have you written any songs yourself? I mean, you play a lot, but are there any songs to your name? No big ones, no hits yet. Aww. But, um, you know, it's funny because getting to work with Purple Songs has really sort of revitalized an important part of my music life, I think. And um, I think in doing so much music therapy and so much neurologic music therapy that's very specific, I kind of I haven't done much songwriting lately. And I, I kind of got out of that. So yeah. getting to do this has been really, really nice personally and professionally because it's got me doing songwriting and recording again and and you know getting back into editing which is stuff I hadn't right. done for a yes. while 
um, and actually hadn't really done much of it since school when I studied music therapy up in Canada. Um, one of my one neat experience when I was up there was, you know, getting all the peers that I had because this profession attracts such caring individuals and mm. such such talent. And so one of my favorite things about being a music therapist is getting to interact with the other people who have chosen to do it as well. Right. And um, one peer in particular, his name's Bob Westfall, and he was this Canadian who loved country music and was, you know, <laughs> thought Texas was so exotic and right. always wanted, you know, loved the music <laughs> from here. Actually, he introduced me to a lot of Texan songwriters I didn't know about <laughs> oh, until no. I went to Canada, like Towns Van Zandt. Oh. And um, so we ended up doing a road trip <laughs> when we finished school, all the way down to Texas so he could visit and see oh, wow. all these places. Oh. And along the way, we would try to record songs that were written about the different cities we were passing through. Oh, and so yes. that was a really fun kind of recording like experience I had. Right. It was a fun trip. Oh, yes, so. we're so exotic. <laughs> I know. That's what, it was really funny. Wow, you're Texas. It really was. So all the Canadians, when I would say words like y'all and south, they would say, say it again, because they say, you know, you guys, you all, and they'd say sooth, and, you know, they just some oh totally different pronunciations, so we were very, so if you ever want to feel exotic, go to Canada. Oh, no. <laughs> that is so funny. Yeah. That is so funny. It was. You know, whenever I ask people uh, what kind of music they like, and they'll say, oh, I like all kind of music, I want to say, no, you don't. Yeah. No, you yeah, don't. There are right. so many kinds of music. There's countless different types of music. Come on, name five, and they'll say, I like all of them. Really? No, you're exactly <laughs> hip hop right. and <laughs> oh, hip hop and country and classical. Yeah, that's that's three. That's three right there. Keep going. <laughs> and with your career, you've really gotten to touch a lot of different types of music. Right. Yeah, and that's one thing I love about it is because I work with so many different kinds of people, and so um, and I always there's always more music for me to be learning about and exploring. And clients teach me about so many different types of music. Yes. It's really fun, and that was you know like kind of like I mentioned early on. One of you know my issue with being in the conservatory was the lack of variety of music I was uh, working with, right. and so yeah. it's been so fun to to get to explore all kinds of music because of the clients I work with. That's Absolutely great. Wonderful. That's great. That's about all the time we have for today. Yes. Thank you very much, Julie Lytle, for coming with us today. It's been a wonderful episode. It's wonderful been a pleasure. Time having you. Thank yes. you both so much. It's a pleasure to be here. Yes, and I think we're gonna end this episode by a song by Stephanie. And she wrote it when she was nine years old. It's called Stars. Enjoy. Thanks for listening, and tune in for the next episode of Purple Songs Can Fly on the Voice America Kids Radio Network. Bye for now.
Thanks for listening to Purple Songs Can Fly. We'll see you again next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids channel. And remember, for more information about the Purple Songs Can Fly project, visit www.purplesongscanfly.org. We'll be back with more music next week. Marie from Bookworm and now from the Kidstar Album of the Month. Here's Mr. Saxophone Dave Farmer with the Gila. In the Mexican desert, there lives an orange and black lizard called the Gila Monster. Hey! I am not a monster! That is my feelings. No offense, that's just what they call you. That's just me. I am not so bad. My apologies. Now, the Gila Monster's skin is blotchy and bumpy. Hey! What's your problem? This interview is over if you can't be more nicer. Sorry, let's see. Uh, how's this? His skin is an abstract pattern of stripes and spots. Hey, I like that. Abstract. That's cool. And man, does he love to dance. Make some room, Gringo. I don't go so fast, but I make every move count. Look out. <laughs> that is. Wait, you're okay with that, right? Yeah, I embrace it now. It's, it's who I am, you know? Hey, you hungry? Uh, I can eat. <laughs> my brother has a great little place of turkey. Sounds great. Here, we'll take my car. Let me uh, get the door for you. Okay. Hey, hey watch my tail. Oh, sorry. sorry. Uh, it'll grow back, but I like the one I got. Oh, go ahead. I got you. I got you. Gracias.
Ballad Day Farmer, Mr. Saxophone from the Kidstar Album of the Month. Check it out on our website, kidstar.org.